Before we get started, let's talk about BattleBards. You're looking for sound effects, you know where to go, BattleBards.com. So you can sign up for a Prime account there. Uh, if you use our discount code of Stack, you'll get 20% off the purchase price of that. You'll By signing up for that, you'll have access to your sound effects that you can stream and also tools that you can use to set up soundscapes for your games. Makes it easy. Check them out, BattleBards.com. We have lots of ways you can contact us. On Twitter and Instagram, our handle is stackodice. Our email address is stack.o.dice at gmail.com. If you don't happen to be on social media, we'd love to hear from you that way. We have a wiki, vardalon.wikia.com. And if you haven't given us a review yet, we'd sure love to hear from you. We really would. Leave us a review on iTunes because that'll help boost us and help people to find us more easily. And speaking of finding easily, exciting news I found out through our chartable service last week that we actually charted in Sweden. We made it to 39 in the other game section, and we've dropped pretty quickly after that, but we were up there for a little bit at number 39. So we know we've seen some downloads from Sweden, but I didn't know it had been quite that many. Uh, If you had a part in getting us so far up the list, we owe you a heartfelt thank you very much. In the spirit of new beginnings, if you were to remake your character today, what might you have done differently? And anything is fair game. Thane. I would have probably made him like a an elf wizard or something. Because as cool as a cleric is, I would prefer a wizard. Okay. Anything he would else? Also, he would also be cooler. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Character, personality, what, what would you... He would just know how to talk. <laughs> uh, I think we saw a little bit of what you might have looked like as a wizard in the last episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of broke character there. Yeah. It's all fun, though. And there's nothing wrong with Peter being excited by things that he sees. I think that's good. Michael? I have no regrets. I would not change a thing. I am enjoying playing this character. Um, I like all aspects, including his quirkiness, mostly his quirkiness. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I think quirks make characters a lot of fun. Not only are they fun to play, but they just make them memorable. And the moments that you get into by sticking to those quirks makes it a lot of fun. So good. I'm glad, glad you feel that way. Meredith? Um, I don't know that I would change anything necessarily because I just knew so little about about the game and the character creation process. I pretty much just followed your lead. Yeah, I think I guided you with a little heavier hand than I would have liked. Well, if you hadn't, there's no telling how long it would have taken us to come up to get my character Mm -hmm. creation done because I would have hemmed and hawed and I wouldn't know uh, what I was doing. Um, I like playing the barbarian because she's kind of ferocious. I like her folk hero aspect. I think I haven't done as good a job lately of remembering that particular side of her. Well, there's a um, lot to remember with these characters. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, I need. I need. I just need to remember that side. I, I think I've been focusing more on her barbarianness. Than her folk hero-ness. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, You know, she has already proven herself as a folk hero. Yeah, but if that's part of my character, like if that's her character as part of who she is, then I should, that that should come out, you know, in times when we are, like like when we were going to um, rescue the kid 
that would have been a perfect time for more of that to kind of come out. Instead, I was just kind of like, come on, kid. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Stay behind me. Yeah. But you had other things on your mind. So. I was still really cool in that scene, though. Yeah, you were. Okay, well, good. Uh, it's good to think about these things every now and then and just make sure that you're on track with where you saw your character going and that you're playing it the way you want to. So we will see how you play them now as we roll into our episode. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Hello everyone, I'm Rhett, the Dungeon Master of this 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure set in the homebrewed world of Vardalon. With me is... Meredith as Tyr Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Benson Mom. Fade as Peter Greyhawk. In our last episode, <laughs> Tira, Peter, and Bash learned a little about their new friend, the dragon-like Shum, they rescued from the weird creatures in the Starstone Crater. After some trial and error, they discovered that Thump could communicate through scent and were able to learn a few things about their new companion. During the ensuing journey, which spanned a couple days, they came across a peculiar place, a remote workshop for none other than their old friend, Asimeres, the quirky inventor they saved from certain death in Flynnmoor, what seems like ages ago. The Kasarin showed them his exciting new invention, a ship made to fly through the air, he had developed a special canister capable of harnessing some of the power of the mysterious Starstone, but it didn't have enough to do more than lift anything a few inches above the ground. And so, the small party is ready to press on to... This is for inspiration. Oh, man! Uh, the, 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 Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, Paul Muadib. <laughs> <laughs> Musul. Hey, I actually just got that book. Um, um, what, it was, what do you call that thing I got again? A bracer. Okay. No one remembers how to say it, but it was that Okay. Sawahtaab. Sawahudila. Thank you. Sawahudila. S A W A H. Okay. U D D I L L A H. Sawahudila. And this is the port city where they hope to find passage to Ebendele. And Thane, you're not included in this, but what country is that in? Mwaka. Hey, inspiration. Yay! <laughs> uh, the next of the jewels of Edelin. Oh, wait, I have inspiration. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! I believe I am. All right. You have left Esimri's workshop. It's well in your rearview camel mirror. And you're trekking across the grassland. It takes another three days of this rolling, endless-seeming plain. Uh, there are little pools of water, little wells along the way, along the road that you've been following. So you're not wanting for much. Uh, but you are ready to see the end of this journey. And then at last, on the third day, about, about midday, as the breeze is blowing from behind you, so it's coming from the west you begin to see signs of civilization. It starts as a smudge of dark black smoke off to your left up ahead. And while Ankar and Sawahudila are both port cities, you can see at a glance they're nothing alike. By virtue of its location facing across the sea toward Moriga, Ankar is heavily fortified and closed in, 
ready for possible problems with the country across the water. So Wahudila, on the other hand, has taken the opposite approach. From where you stand upon a slight rise with the sweet smell of trodden grass rising around you, there are no visible protective walls for the city. It's just a sprawl of houses standing side by side. The buildings here seem to adopt the same flat roof design of those you saw in Ankar, but there are more windows and doors, the better to allow the breezes from the ocean to cool and air out the sun-drenched city. The main part of the city seems to occupy the leeward side of a small promontory that juts into the ocean. Just beyond you see the blue-gray line of the coast and even the tiny angular sails of an Arbanim ship skimming home. The port city proper rests on several gentle slopes that rise to a respectable height, perhaps a hundred feet or so. The long hills are covered with buildings and what a riot of color. No house is the same color as the one next to it. There's a lot of pastels, pinks, greens, blues, light browns, whites, and purples all crowd side by side. The effect is enchanting and the sunlight gives the scene a picturesque feeling. The city itself seems to nestle inside a bowl formed by the hills, although it's difficult to get a clear picture of the layout from your relatively low vantage point. A short distance to the northwest of the colorful houses, just outside the tightly packed residential area, you see a striking contrast. This area must be a big part of what drives the city's commerce. Wagon loads of raw minerals rumble in, and empty wagons rumble back out. Even from this distance, you can hear oxen grunting with their loads and drivers singing and clucking and cursing and jabbing with their goads to keep things moving along. You can see that this entire detached inland section has been dedicated to refining the various ores brought in from desert mines scattered throughout the country. Fires rage and roiling columns of black smoke billow into the sky but are quickly scattered westward, turning into a haze that leaves a smudgy black residue on everything, to include buildings, grass, and people. Tira, perhaps you're a little homesick at the sight, sounds, and smells. All right, then. Well, let's <laughs> press on. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you're just outside the city. It's another mile or two up ahead. Okay. Enough for you to be able to make out some of that detail, but it's still kind of a, a wash in front of you. Hey, uh, according to this... Bird flight is the most complex form of movement in all of the animal kingdom. And like different birds fly different ways um, than, than each other. Like there's like this alb- albatross, their wings are huge. And then there's the falcon and, and they fly really, really fast. And did you know also that bird pee is white because um, there's only one hole where the waste comes out of the bird? Okay, Wombabash, and the I think that's enough. Wow, flood it with like urates what? and then it mixes Wombabash. together and that's why it's white. Wombabash. That's fascinating. <laughs> Thank you for enlightening us. <laughs> I'm actually going to draw, This guy. <laughs> I'm going to actually draw a little bit away from Wombabash. <laughs> yeah, Thump is standing alongside your camels and at that description of the birds he cocks his head at you and then shrugs and wow i'm eager to get a look at those uh what would they a forge we call a forge where they're yeah it looks like looks like this separate part of the city is yeah it's dedicated to refinement refineries Mm -hmm. okay all right wow that that looks like that looks like a refinery or uh something up there i i I can't wait to get a look at that. So yeah, you, let's pick up the pace. You have two choices, really. You have this separate refinery they, section. So they're like really separated. Yeah, there's maybe a half mile in between them. 
That's so that they are the smoke doesn't get all over the residential areas. Right. Are these people used to seeing a sham? That's a good question. You're not entirely sure. Hmm. I'm going to look around to see if anybody's looking at the sham like what We're is that? We're still a mile or two away from the city. Yeah. I'm looking around to see if there's anybody around. <laughs> you don't what? see anybody immediately nearby. All right. Hmm. You are on Did the Did you road. wonder were you wondering that aloud? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking it and you heard my thoughts. <gasps> oh, cool. Okay. That's a good point, Bash. <laughs> um What? What's a good point? About whether these people would have seen anyone like something before. I wonder if maybe it wouldn't be wiser if... I didn't, I didn't say that. Yes, you, you did. didn't? I mean, I didn't say it out loud. You didn't say it out loud? No. Uh, and then I, 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 heard, I, heard heard a, I heard a voice, like a dungeon master, speaking to me <laughs> and saying, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Now I'm trying to think back. Now that we're now that we've already had this whole conversation, we haven't really discussed his telepathy, have we? Okay, okay. I was just I was just thinking. Wait a minute. Should we? Should I already know how this is, or should we still be confused about this? Okay. Right, well, yeah, to... But anyway, yeah, I was wondering if they've ever seen one because, given what we've experienced with other places and and the Sham, I I, I wonder if they're going to try to maybe make him a slave. Well, he's with us, and so they might mistake him as. Are is as much as I hate to admit it. So if he, as long as he sticks with us, he's he's probably not going to run into too much trouble. Hey, do do you want a dagger uh, just in case there's an issue? You're asking that of Thump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a pause, and then there's a flurry of different scents. Do I some, smell meadow? Some of them you don't quite catch. You don't even know what they are. There's some exotic smells in there, and including the sweat smell. Mm. And then he holds up his hands in front of him towards you. Mm. Like he's, he, he's holding up his hands in a way that looks like he's wearing shackles. Are you, are you, you suggesting that we pretend you're our slave? There's a strong grassy meadow smell. I, I appreciate what you're trying to do. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. There's another flurry of scents, and then... Almost like a vinegary smell. Well, that's a new one. <laughs> is he naked or does he have some type of clothing on? Um, that's a good question. In my mind, he's not really wearing any clothing. Uh, oh, wow. It, it's just scales that. and maybe some rags, but nothing. So like even if I gave him a dagger, he couldn't really conceal it. Right. And mm. that, that's more of his concern uh, from what you can gather. Here, well, I have, I have clothes to spare. Like I, uh, he's I, pretty there's tall. A, there's a flat, dusty smell. Yeah, I don't think he wants to I wear don't any think clothes. He's com- comfortable with having. Not to mention, they, he'd be wearing high waters. <laughs> Where's the flood, man? Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, one he's of his robes. Eight. He's more than a foot taller than you, or a little less than a foot taller it's than you. It's not a dress, it's a tunic. <laughs> well, it's a tunic on you. You're eight feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. What do you what do you think? I just he, I just I mean, Thump, if you need it, I, I'll I'll throw you my dagger at any point. Hopefully we won't have any problems. I mean I can He seems to want I guess to, I can tie him up if that's what I he don't wants. like that. I don't think I we don't should like do that. Tying him up, but he holds his hands out yeah. more in your direction, Peter. It seems to be the only thing that he wants to do that will get us to the city safely. I mean if that's what he wants, I go along but in protest. Yeah. 
Tira is deeply uncomfortable with mm-hmm. this suggestion, but has, has he been here before? You don't know. Have you been to the city before, Thump? There's a, a flat, dusty smell. I'm sorry, that was me. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, uh, you see him shaking with silent laughter. <laughs> I smell laughter. Uh, I, I suppose it... I suppose it's probably safest for him if people think that he already has masters. I'm getting hungry. We're getting there. Well, I'm just I, going I'm going to pull up my coil of rope mm-hmm. and just tie him in a way that would be easy for him to jerk it apart if need be. Okay, so here's how we're going to do it. I was oh looking dear. at the rules in Xanathar's guide. Here's what you're going to do, Peter. You're going to make an intelligence sleight of hand check. Oh dear. Now, I think sleight of hand is actually under something else, that's, dexterity. That's, yeah, dexterity. But you're still going to do it as an intelligence sleight of hand check. The rule intentionally links sleight of hand with intelligence rather than dexterity. So, so he would add his intelligence modifier and yeah, that's dexterity one. Right, so it, exactly. So if, if I had proficiency in sleight of hand, I would add that too, but I don't, so it's just going to be an intelligence, basically. And based on your role here in just a moment it's going to dictate whether or not you're successful in tying it the way you talked about Mm. so the dc is going to be a 15 oh dear it's a 16 okay to the best of your knowledge you have looped the rope around his hands in a way that he should be able to pull his hands out quickly you're not quite sure if you nailed it but it feels about right it's close enough for governmental work. <laughs> okay. Now, did you cut a piece off of your rope, or is it the whole 50 feet? I cut a piece off. Okay. <laughs> Good. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes later, he's free of the rope and yeah. ready to go. Okay. So you have tied his rope in a way that makes it look plausible. Is there a lead on it? So sure. it's like around his... Yeah. Okay. Peter... I think it makes the most sense for you to be the one leading him. But, oh, fine. I mean, Bash, I don't think, could pass for somebody who has a servant. And I'm not doing it. You're too short to have a servant. (sighs) I have a pan here, a cast iron pan. (laughs) Yeah, hand it over. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that mess kit. (laughs) Okay, because I'm about to make a mess. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So you have the rope tied. You're all... Ready. You have yeah. your camels. Are you off the camels or on them still? I'm on my camel. I think we should be on the camels and Peter, you you leading him with him walking. Yep. Okay. Fine. So you make your way toward the city. Which part of the city? The refineries? No, no. I guess the inhabited city proper. Part. Okay. A restaurant part. <laughs> yeah. An eatery of some sort. A market. Looking at the conditions of the refinery area, if there are places to eat, it's probably going to be infused with that ashy residue everywhere so you're more inclined yeah (laughs) a little carbonized okay so you make your way toward the city the the actual port area and as you approach the outer limits again there's no real protective wall so it's not it's it's actually open to the grasslands where you're coming from and as you get to the outskirts of the city you begin to smell the first wafts of cooking I, I smell I smell lamb. Do you smell lamb? 
I, I think so. I, I loved I, think so. I loved it when we ate it at that place. All right. Well, follow your nose. I guess we'll go there. Okay. You make your way into the city. The streets are very, very crooked here. They're winding all over the place. And uh, the city is set up in a very haphazard fashion. Uh, and actually, a lot of the streets have little souks. They're like mini souks built into them. Uh, so the little marketplaces, kind of like the one that you met, that you went to in Ankar. But these are much more limited in scope. Some of them are probably out-of-town people who have come in to sell goods. And they tend to be fairly specific also. So this one might be dedicated to spices, this one to uh, produce. And so as you go in, you just wander through this, but always there's that smell just up ahead, just up ahead. And finally you break out into a more open area, and there's all sorts of tabernas all around. And what you notice is actually there are several stands, or like little food carts. Uh, some of them have pictures of mushrooms. It looks like mushroom casserole has finally made its way over here. <laughs> and uh, it seems to be a big craze right now. Wow. <laughs> Finally, people have wised up. <laughs> you act like this is of your invention. <laughs> also in this area, uh, you see a couple of really tall pillars that seem to be freestanding. They're not connected to anything. But as you walk by underneath one, you hear a movement from up above, and you actually see a person sitting on top of the pillar. Don't pillars, jump. Pillars, you say? Mm-hmm. Hmm. How tall are the pillars? Pillars are about 30 feet tall, and there's no visible sign of how the people got up there. But What are they e- doing on the On pillar? each one. Sitting. He said they're sitting on there. Yeah. On each one, there seems to be a single person in some various form of uh, meditation. Are they actual people or statues? They're actual people. Uh, okay. Do, do you guys see this? There are, there are people sitting on top of these pillars. Meanwhile, the crowd down below that's milling all around you doesn't pay them any attention. This seems to be part of daily life here. It's what nothing was, unusual. What was that? It, it, was in, it was in that last poem, right? About the pillars. It was. Okay. In um, fact, I've got it here if you want to look at it. Yeah, just remind me what it said. So it says here at the very bottom, in his journey, drawn as he was to the pillars, yet without knowing, he found pieces thereof, shattered arms of the stars... Is that the first place where pillars are mentioned in here? The fourth from the last paragraph. But how his eyes danced dance in the shade, shade of the fire blossom bush when he spoke of the pillars, tall, tall and, and crystalline. crystalline. Are these Clear crystalline? As no. Yet without life, they stood at the four corners of the land, upholding the ceiling of the sky, the realm of the one true God. Peter grinds his teeth. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, how much for the entire uh, leg <laughs> of the lamp? <land>, <laughs> The merchant tells you, two gold. Done. (laughs) (laughs) You're carrying a giant leg of lamb. And based on some that I've seen, it's sizable. It looks like a club in your hand. I'll take care of it. (laughs) Just going to say, that that puppy's gone in two minutes. You're going to eat it like in the cartoons where you (laughs) pull it out and it's just the bones. Just throw the bones. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, so Wamberbash is haggling with food merchants. You two are pouring over the, uh, the... text of the poem mm-hmm. when from nearby you hear somebody say in a very low voice you three look as though you have been touched by the shadow of the scorpion what the shadow of the scorpion what was it, what was it? Turn, i turn around and see to see who it was what's he talking about 
there is a, a tall, distinguished-looking man. He's, he's whip-thin and wearing fine clothing, and he's looking at you with an unsettling stare. Sir, I don't believe I know what you're talking about. I know you have been with her. I can feel her presence upon you. Who are you? I am Achad. Nice to meet you, Achad. <laughs> Peter. Sorry. What brings you to this city? Um. Passage th- to no. Ben- Peter! <laughs> to Stop talking! Where's that pan? <laughs> Wait, but before I answer any more of your questions, I'd like to know a bit more about how you know or what makes you think we've been touched by the shadow of the scorpion. What do you what are you talking about? Oh, Sadia told me you were coming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks into a huge grin and he says, "It is best we not talk about this in public." Come, come with me. Are those apples? Oh, I want an apple. <laughs> how, how, how much for three apples, please? It's going to be three coppers. <laughs> I'm abashed. You're ruining your food budget. Your arms are just filled with food right now. <laughs> I think the leg land's already gone. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> In spite of his uh, hopes for the opposite, it's definitely not anywhere near being gone. All right, so... All right. Lead the way. He starts walking and, and whistling a jaunty tune in a pentatonic scale, and he's just walking along, and you're, the three of you are feeling kind of unsettled that yeah. this person seems to know something about you. But at the same time, his air, his demeanor, seems to be one that is trying to set you at ease. And he ducks around a corner, not ducks, but he walks around a corner, and there is an out-of-the-way taberna, an open-air taberna, where the bustle of the, of the market area where you just were isn't quite as loud, not nearly as many people. He sits and he holds out a hand over the table, and there are already several cups laid out on the table. How are people uh, observing and looking at Sham, at the Sham? Uh, you've noticed a few sideward glances, but when they see the rope on his hands, they realize, oh, he's their slave, or maybe they're taking him... To be defanged. Okay. Uh, I'm going to offer him one of my apples. He glances around warily. Thump takes a look left and right. And when he sees nobody particularly paying attention, he takes it and he bites into it. He's afraid of showing his teeth. That or maybe being treated with respect. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because we would, we, it would give away that he's not our slave. Mm-hmm. Unless we were nice masters. Mm, I think that would still give us away. I could talk to people. All right. Um, I can't actually. That's a lie. So we. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I sit down. Um. Actually, no. I'm not gonna sit yet. Uh, She's gonna stand I'm just on gonna the table. Ask him. Okay. First off, how do you know Sadia, and what did she tell you about us? I am one of her people. I am her eyes here in Sawah Udilah. She tells me when things are coming my way. I tell her when things are coming her way. And how did you communicate with her? We've been traveling for days. Indeed. We have our methods. I cannot tell you everything. 
But what she tells me is that you are looking for passage to the south. Yes. That's true. I can find you passage on a ship if you like. And he now sits back in his chair, lounging comfortably at the table. And he's picked up a cup and he's just kind of swirling it a little bit as he takes a, a sharp belt knife and pokes it into a piece of cheese and puts it into his mouth. All right, so uh, Tira looks at him a little out of the side of her eyes and just sits down opposite him so she can see him, picks up the cup and sniffs it. Would you like me to try yours too, lady? Try mine too. You look suspicious about the cup. Oh. Uh, what's in it? Wine. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I don't drink. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Twist, folks. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. I'm just going to take a sip, I guess. It tastes sweet and not nearly as alcoholic as you would have thought. This appears to be a newer wine. Okay. Just enough to sate your thirst, especially after a long, dusty journey, but not enough to mess with your wits. Okay. I'll have some of that, please. Oh, the bottle's there. Here, and he pours you into your cup, and you see the, the red the splashing out. I take the and I just drink from the bottle. Or do that if you wish. What of this ship? Ah, there's a ship in harbor right now that is about to make way for Abendale. You say about to make way, as in today? Yes. I wanted to be sure that this was indeed your intention before I took you there. Thumper, are you coming with us? He seems... To think for a moment, and then there's a very pronounced grassy meadow smell. Okay, sweet. Hey, um, um what is what is what are people's attitudes toward uh, Sham? Like, for instance, do we have to keep um, him tied up? Let us say that on ships, custom becomes a little relaxed. Okay. All right. Well, and I'll... we have our share of Sham. Servants and sailors, yes. Thump, just hang in there. We'll, we'll have those off you as soon as possible. You smell a sunny, grassy Baking meadow. bread. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Still trying to decipher some of these. Vinegar was a new one. I haven't figured out what Sweat, that is. Sweat, we don't really know what that is. Sweat, I'm thinking is just him being nervous or frightened. You figured it out in the last one. Yeah. Do it, we? Oh. When, when Tira mentioned slavery, mm. he followed that immediately with the smell of sweat. It was fire and smoke that we didn't quite... Probably that fire monster. I don't know. Anyway. I, well, we, I mean, we, we literally only just arrived here. Yes, and I understand. Uh, your camels would likely have to stay, but we could arrange for a sail. What do you guys think? I say let's go. I yeah. mean, I have, my lamb will keep for a couple of days. Very well. In fact, I would be happy to purchase your camels. For how much? How much did you pay for them? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) For real, I don't. I could give you ten gold apiece. They appear to be hardy and healthy. They're good animals. The finest. (laughs) I mean, and we have three camels? Yes. So 30 pieces of gold? He takes a purse and he counts out 30 coins onto the table. 
We are agreed. And he shoves them over toward you, Wamberbash. <laughs> and now, if you are refreshed, shall we? Uh, we shall. Yeah, sure. He stands and he whispers something to the taverna keeper and hands him a few coins and then says, shall we? Again. Yes. We shall. <laughs> ah, yes. All right. And so he leads the way across the dusty streets. There's not much in the way of cobblestones here. A stone is not as common uh, as it is in other places. And he, uh, over time, you can hear the more pronounced sound of gulls screaming in the air and the sound of surf. And then you make your way out and there's the breeze coming right off the ocean and hitting you in the face. And there is a ship waiting at anchor. And he says, one moment. I need to speak with the captain. You, you may stay close to me if you like. Um, I think we'll hang back here for a minute while you talk to your friend. Is there anything you wish me to pass on? Um, I think we'll keep our business yeah, to ourselves. Just, just Thank that it'll you. be the four of us. Yes. Very well. He goes over and he, you see him. He's not that far away. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. the captain was on the gangplank. And so he is maybe 10 feet, 15 feet away. And you see Achad speaking to the captain. And then the captain begins to look a little agitated. Something's up, you guys. And then Achad puts a calming hand on his shoulder and the captain brushes it away. And Achad comes over and says, It appears there is a slight snag. He wishes payment in advance. How much? How much do you have? Uh, no. Uh, 30 pieces of gold? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have a hundred? A hundred? A hundred gold? Yes. How far is this, uh, how far is a Bendele? Several days sail along the coast. If all goes well. Uh, I, I need, I, I need to talk with my friends for yeah. a second. Give us a minute. Indeed. All right, so realistically, seriously, we have spent quite a few gold. We had 307 um, uh, pieces of gold. We, have, we had 11 electrum. How much is, a, how much is electrum? electrum? It's about two gold. Half a gold. Half a gold. Yeah. Half a gold. All right, what, what, what's platinum? Five, uh, ten, ten gold. gold. Ten gold, yeah. Ten gold. Okay. I, said, I, I show us having 23 platinum. Yeah, I, yeah, we have 23 platinum. Um, we have, yeah, we, yeah. Now, of the gold, we've spent 102, uh, 25, 75, 10... 60 and 2. So maybe we're, we we're down ask him quite if a bit. He, yeah, maybe we, we can ask him if he would take it in platinum. Because we give him 10 of those. Man, and that can would we be talk 100. him down from 100? Like, like, can I we have say, persuasion. Can we say like 80? I mean, real. Like, we can try it. According to the studs, Peter should Wait a minute, be able... I, I have my persuasion goggles. <laughs> Realistically, persuasion goggles! <laughs> I have a 16 charisma, which is plus 3, and I have persuasion, so my persuasion is plus 5. Arcade wow. Him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a plus 5 persuasion. And what is your persuasion? I mean, what's your charisma? 16. Okay, you're probably going to be better at it than I am then. I mean, just I should be, though, but I'm like, worst at if he, yeah, your charisma is terrible. If he, has, if he makes me actually say what Peter's going to say, it's going to go downhill real fast. <laughs> I'm going to guess with my 10 charisma and like uh, my persuasion goggles, it's not going to be as high as your 16 plus 5. 
I can't believe I'm saying this, but Peter, can you talk him down? I don't know. Give you it can, a shot. You can do it, Peter. Just, you have to try and be smooth. Just say. It's a 16. But what are you saying? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is an outrage. I, <laughs> me and my friends are well-established historians. We have the token of Sardana's proof. We are well-traveled historians currently working on a book. We are admittedly restricted in our budget, we cannot spend this much to travel, but we, this is of desperate importance. We do need to travel with your ship at a reduced price. How much of a reduction? He looks concerned. 25%. I see. I will speak with him. He goes over and puts his hand on the captain's shoulder and again speaks in low tones and then comes back and he says he has threatened to kill your parents um, i am kidding i am the captain of this ship <laughs> what the <laughs> i am the captain of this ship welcome to the salahid well who's that guy you were talking with a minute ago he's my first mate <laughs> oh my goodness uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I'll, like I'll you. You know, if that had been for real, I would have been like, all right, I'm going to try an intimidation check then. You're going to let me have a crack at him. I'm, I'm going to stare him down. I'm going to kill your parents. You son of a motherless goat. <laughs> I like you all. You are fun. Uh, Come on board. <laughs> yeah. I am doing this as a favor for Sadia. Yes. Sadia. Please, step on. That was funny at all. <laughs> yeah, in fact, as he passes, Thump shoots him a baleful glance. Okay. All right, so you are now on board the Salahid. It is a somewhat boxy construction ship. It's definitely a merchant ship. But as you stand on the deck, you notice that there are a couple interesting features. The deck actually has a couple of mounted ballistae. Ooh. So one pointing port and one pointing starboard. They're not loaded at the moment because they're in port, but presumably once they leave, they'll start loading those in anticipation. So are there firearms in this time period? I mean, obviously they've got these things, but I mean, did are there guns, guns? with two ends and Not an that ES? you have seen. Okay. Uh, now, ballistae are not gunpowder. Okay, they aren't. No, they're like giant bows. Giant, okay. Okay. giant okay. crossbows, more yeah. like. So they're no. not cannon. No, they're now, not. Now, I wouldn't okay. be surprised if a Simmeries is working on some kind of projectile Explosive weapon thing. using um, star stones. <laughs> Crushed up star stone is gunpowder. Ooh. I just gave the DM an idea. <laughs> Great. Ooh. Thanks. Squeeze star stone produces nitroglycerin. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, don't sit on it. <laughs> okay, uh... So the captain, Ahad, is making his way across the deck, shouting orders, and you can see sailors jumping to life as he is striding purposefully across the deck, and uh, they begin uh, making the ropes loose and... and Sea travel again. This does not agree with me last time we tried this. No, it didn't. Yay! At least that one jerk isn't on board. Right, the first mate. Well, just the first mate walks up and and turns out to be him. It is the same first mate. (laughs) I got fired from my last job, thanks to you. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, you're just kind of taking in the sights and the sounds and the smells. 
Have we gone on board yet? You're on board. Okay. So it is I'm sort of standing... Nervously. Nervously. Yes. Almost afraid to get further into the boat. Let's say that you're, you're standing there and stay, staying center line of the ship, trying to reduce the roll. Yeah. And you're surprised that you don't feel the same queasiness that you did the first time. At least not yet. Hey, can I help out? Can I help out with, like, the lines and stuff? Please, says Ahad. <laughs> uh, Look how cute he is. First mate. And he speaks something in Akarib. And you notice a difference. Your ear has been around the Arbanim so long that you're starting to hear subtle differences between the two dialects. Abayid and Akarib. And so you, you hear it's a little more front of the mouth. Or, I'm sorry, it's a little more glottal than the, than the Abayid. Uh, but he says something in his language, and the first mate gives you a big toothy smile and says, he just waves his hand and uh, takes you to a box of fouled rope. Fine. Okay. And so your job is to untangle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you have a marlin spike by any chance? This? And he picks up a spike. <laughs> this? <laughs> it is despite that, your drug. That may be one of the two words that he knows in Italy. In the more common language, yes, Adeline. All right, uh, so things are cooking along. It, within about 15 minutes, it, things, it seems like things have come to a point where you're ready to make sail. When you see a commotion down below on the docks, there have been streams of workers moving back and forth, getting to other ships and things. And then you see the crowd parting, and this little figure comes out, and he's running, gasping, and it's a Simmeries. What? <laughs> And he runs up the gangplank and he says, I must speak to the captain. I must speak to the captain. And he's bouncing. Yeah. His, his, his little hands are clapping All together. Right. So I look around and do I see him? Well, he hasn't seen you yet. It's obvious oh, that he he's... Speak, I thought he was speaking to us. Uh, sorry. No, he's, he's speaking to one of the sailors there oh, at the mind. gangplank. And then when the captain comes over, you hear them have a quiet conversation, apparently in another language. Uh, so Ahad seems to be a, a bit well-traveled to be able to speak. Yeah, he's a polyglot. And uh, after a moment, uh, you see Asimri's as he's bouncing and thinking, looks over and he sees the three of you and his face just lights up. <gasps> my friends! Oh my. How are Hi. you? We're, we're good. Fancy seeing you again so soon. What fortune is this? What fortune? And he claps his little hands in front of himself. <laughs> Uh, I have just been granted a birth on this ship. You're going to have a baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. A birth. Birth. Yeah. No. He so, means he's coming with us, Bash. Oh, that's what that means? Yes, yes. Oh, I've just gotten good news from Abendele. I have a workshop there. And they have made a breakthrough in something I've been working on for a long time. Guns? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> Peter just coined a word. <laughs> Hmm. No, no, I, that was me, not Peter. Uh, he has a heavy pack on his back, and it is just overflowing with rolled up scrolls, and you can see the bluish paper of what look like blueprints and things. He is, he, it seems to weigh about as much as he does. Hmm. And so he says, I have no time to talk, I must go. And he actually goes back toward the captain's quarters, and the captain opens the door for him and he goes in and even as he's walking through the door in, you can see him already pulling out scrolls and he's uh, ready to get to work on whatever it is he's doing. But you now have a shipmate. 
Oh, okay. Well, this should be interesting. I'm going to take the, uh, the, the binds off of Thump. Yes. Does it seem safe to do that now? No one really seems to be paying attention to you. The few glances that you got coming on were more curiosity at the four newcomers than mutterings about All a right, potential well, let's, slave. Let's, let's get these ropes off of him. Sorry about that, Thump, but it seems like we're, it's, it's okay now. He shrugs, and if his face were not so reptilian, you would think he almost smiled. Uh, but the rope drops in front of him into a little coil on the deck. And to recover the rope. In case you need to bind him again. Or just, well, it's just his him. rope. I know, I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's my rope. Give it back. And he is ready to go. So the ship pushes off. And after a few minutes, you're out in the more open port How area. am I doing? There's a moment of queasiness that passes over you. But then after a couple of minutes and the bracing air, you feel like you can test your legs a little bit. And you walk around and you seem to be over whatever seasickness you had. It was okay, remarkably great. quick for you. One of the benefits of being a dwarf, I suppose. High constitution. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's low it. center of gravity. okay is there anything you would like to do in the first couple hours Um, well i'm still untangling this rope he's still untangling the rope yes he's over there looking very perplexed about this mess i'm actually gonna go and help ash tira wants to study this a little bit more the poem okay all right so you find a likely place it may be one of the steps leading up to the poop deck or whatever but you have a seat and you begin looking look over it and the two of you are unsnarling ropes. Yes. And I think we're going to end it here. What? Aww. Yeah, not a whole lot happened this game uh, as far as experience points, so I don't really have any experience points to hand out. Just give me you ten. Did we discover, up at, you did. You discovered Sawah Udela, so that's one discovery point. Boy, boy. I like the role playing about whether or not to tie up Thump. So why don't you. Tira, in particular, take two experience points. Why me in particular? Wasn't even my idea. But you played it. Oh, okay. do I take? Oh no, I don't. It yeah, was who's... it was actually Thump's idea. Oh yeah. He was the one who held out his hands first. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but you were reluctant to do it, okay. and that's in keeping with your character that you've played so yeah. far. Thanks. All right, so let's talk Norse battle. Me doing the convincing thing. He did convince yeah, the guy. Take, to two, take two. Take two. Take two. Okay. Just two, not. Two plus two. <laughs> oh, it's it's, Which it's is done. Seventeen. I, I can't I can't undo this now. Yeah. I can undo it. Crash. Uh. <laughs> Level two. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh man, that's what he meant by two. Yeah. Um. What do you mean? I am level two in both of my classes. Really yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot, like I yeah. said, but th- yeah. this was more of a flavor getting to. A new place episode yeah. and getting oh, to we meet. We didn't even get to go and check out the refinery. Tier was so excited about that. This guy just shows up immediately and says, "Hey, I've got a ship leaving right now. Hurry up. Guess we better go." <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, this wasn't meant to be a, a huge in-depth explorer area. Yeah. Okay. You did well. I mean, the the role playing was there, and hopefully, some of the pictures are in your mind of what yeah. you saw. And while Verbesh is now lambed. He's chomping Lamb away out. His, lamb. <laughs> his insatiable hunger is now driven off for now. I didn't get any ziki sauce though, but no, you I'll didn't. Be, I'll be cool. You didn't. I'll use the lamb's juices. 
Throw some of your spices and crud on there. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Make a fire on the deck yeah. and uh, <laughs> wait, with the rope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this catches fire real good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We just wanted to uh, wrap up a couple things experience point wise. Let's go ahead and do the recap. All right. Tira is 92 points into level four. So close. Walmart Bash is 11 points into level five. Peter Greyhawk is now 94 experience points into level four. Excellent. Good job today, and we will see you here again next time at Stack of Dice. So before we begin, Womber Bash, you see in front of you a dummy dressed in rags and smeared in paint across the front of it. It says adult responsibilities. Do you want to destroy this? Yes. Okay, roll. <laughs> what are you talking about? 19. Hey, that's a hit. Now roll for damage. You hit it critically twice. Yes. So go ahead and uh, do some damage to it. Yes. Roll all your dice and just add them up. There you go. What is going on? <laughs> 75 points a day. Wow. <laughs> the adult responsibilities just explode and disappear. Yes. It's like they never were. No. Yeah. <laughs>